Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are talking about Season 5, Episode 12, 13, and 14 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Real Deal, Principia, and The Devil Complex. All that right after this, my friends. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name's Matthew Carroll. My name is Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, what's going on, buddy? My voice is cracking, apparently. <laughs> Not as bad as mine was last week. Oh, I hear that. Or yeah. rather, I understand that. Yeah, we, uh, uh, we, we're we really happy to be back, guys. Uh, we had about <laughs> two weeks where we couldn't record uh, because of scheduling conflicts, but then on top of scheduling conflicts, I got real sick and couldn't do anything with my voice that wasn't uh, a job, basically. <laughs> So, life on the road's a hard life. Life on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we're back. Excited to be here. Um, what are you, what are you going to talk Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tonight? Yep. Uh, let's just dive in, because we are... We are we we're have, so far behind. We're so far behind. <laughs> we just need to get, get into this tonight and talk about some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been crazy. Uh, full spoiler alert. <laughs> I guess, spoiler alert, in three, two, one. Everything. All of it. All of it happened. It all happened. All of it happened. <laughs> um, Fitz went crazy. They're bashing on Fitz again. Yeah, they won't leave Fitz and Simmons alone. They really won't. Poor Fitz and Simmons. You know, I will say, though, like, if we're if we're going to go chronologically, like, we, we need to cover episode 100 first. Yeah, that and was a season really five, great episode. episode 12, like... Every single thing came back around. Like, we got callbacks to episode one. Mike Peterson came back in a big way and was amazing on both sides of what he did. Yeah, totally agree. Oh, God. Like, okay, the, the, whole, the whole shtick with the fear dimension there, like, manifesting in front of Phil Coulson and being like, all of this is just your fever dream. Your brain cells firing off before you die. Trying to give you, a, you know, a, a fun goodbye, basically. Like, yeah. Trying to hold on to something. <clears throat> Saying and, that the entire series has all been in Colson's head. Which would make a lot of sense. It, like, it really was a convincing argument. It really was. I wasn't it, sure. I wasn't totally sure they were going to... Uh, not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so convincing, in fact, that it reminded Milady of the Buffy episode where they did that to Buffy. Yeah, there's also a Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode where they do that to Captain Sisko. Uh, he, he suddenly uh, has visions of himself as a, a mental patient and remembers everything as a mental patient. They actually also did it on... on uh, uh, Evil Dead, that Evil Dead show, Ash vs. Evil Dead. There's a there's yeah. a whole episode where he's in a mental institution, remembering all of his exploits and and thinking it all was in his head. So this is this is not an original plot idea, but um, it, it was a but really nice. It, off. it was a really nice hundredth episode because it let them show us all kinds of characters from all different time periods and like it just let a let let our, let our mind let, let the I guess the writers run wild with with the toys they got to play with this episode. Yeah, they were like, let's go back into the toy box and see what else is in there. Yeah. Oh, everything. Yeah, I loved when Hive showed up. That was real yeah. fun. Just all the, all, the, all the past baddies showing up was really cool. Yep. Hive walking in and just being... <laughs> Just being all like really imposing and tentacle faced and all that. I, I I was expecting at some point for Grant Ward to come out. And oh, that's oh yeah. You know that's that's a good point. I'm actually really surprised that Grant Ward did not show up in the hundredth episode, especially given that it's that they had they already had the setup. Surely they yeah. thought of that, and he must have must have had a scheduling thing or something because ah, it would have been it would have been great. And even you know if. If the the rift is still a thing, like yeah. yeah, they got a little bit more gravitonium now, but like even if the rift is still a thing, like he could, you know, if there's a spike, well, he could show they, back up. I mean, we're we're talking about all three episodes at the same time, so we can go ahead and say they did yeah. close it fully now. So, well, as far as we can tell, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? They got they got a little bit more gravitonium, and the, you know they put a more a more permanent solution in place, but it still doesn't look like it's completely sealed mm, based I, on what uh, 
what Fitz is saying. I, I mean, thought I thought that's what he was saying was that once he got the gravitonium in that little ball and sent it in, it was going to permanently close it. It's still just sitting there floating in the air. It it makes me think that it's just kind of holding a point in space. Hmm. And you know, if given enough force or given enough of a, of a a vibration or shockwave or something, some some kind of enough of a of a catalyst could break it, could it back break open. open again. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, but I think I think I think we're probably done with the fear dimension. I mean, even this final episode, we didn't really get much with the fear dimension. We thought yeah. we were, uh, and oh, then the man. reveal. <laughs> oh, oh man! <laughs> Talk was... about breaking my heart. Yeah, Whew. that was really tough. Like two episodes ago. We got one of the most beautiful scenes. Like they capped the episode with one of the most beautiful scenes of Fitz and Simmons finally getting married, and you know you're like, oh, they did it. They finally got there. Now they can be happy. Nope, nope. Now Fitz is going crazy. Mm-hmm. We you, we we, we should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> we should have known he wasn't out of the weeds yet. Fitz can't be happy. <laughs> And you know, like, I hate to say it, but like, he was—it was kind of the right thing to do. Um, possibly, we just don't know. I mean, it, it did seem like this fear dimension was a problem, but also, if she is the one that destroys the Earth, then uh, you know that that is an issue. <laughs> I just mm, and as she as was... he's pulling it out of her, she says, "I'll never forgive you." Oh, and it was so gross, too. Mm-hmm. It was really disgusting. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's a scene that they're going to have to cut out for the UK viewers. No, maybe. Uh, but they'll probably get more sex than we got. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I'd much rather have sex than weird spaghetti coming out of her arm. It looked like just a bunch of fiber optics. But yeah, no, I still, know. still, like, bloody fiber optics is just like, ah. Little spaghetti noodles gross and he was so like not careful <laughs> no like, no he wasn't and and see that's the thing uh, that doesn't really make sense to me i get that he's the doctor at this point in, in 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 the show or whatever and like he's he's gonna do what he's gonna do but i don't know it just seemed like he'd still he's still he is he's he's making these decisions as himself i don't know or is he i don't know it's weird it's weird. Yeah, it's like he was he was making the decisions as himself using the doctor's influence to push him into that bad territory. Yeah. But not like, you know, continuing the experiments that he was doing in the framework. Well, sure, yeah. And not like outright killing people. Oh yeah, and and I knew I thought. See, I didn't expect it to be him. I didn't expect it to be a Fight Club situation, uh, like it was. I was expecting from the very beginning. He came out and said, "I'm doing the things you can't do," or whatever. And I was yeah. fully expecting the doctor to solve the problem, maybe in a way they didn't like. But it just seemed like, I, it, based on everything the doctor was saying, I was like, "Oh, he's not gonna hurt them." He's gonna do the he's gonna do the thing that in this world the doctor would want, which I guess it would still still save the world. I guess I guess the doctor doesn't <laughs> want the world to be destroyed. Um, yeah. So so I, I don't know. I, it, it 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 was it seemed totally to make sense the way the doctor was acting. Yeah, and then the big reveal of it's actually him. Like uh, when when Daisy was like, "Who are you talking to?" Yeah, I was like, "What is she?" <gasps> <laughs> No. Yeah, it was really good. That was really good. It was a really good reveal. I dug it. Yeah, yeah. And then we got uh we got Modoc back. <laughs> out yeah, of nowhere. Did. Out of nowhere. Here comes Modoc to take back Hale and Creel and uh, apparently we're to assume that Hale has Ivanov's head. How could we not have called that she was Hydra? Her name is Hale. <laughs> I mean, that really should have been red flag number one, right? Yeah, well, we thought we were finally done with Hydra. I guess not. I mean, and it makes sense. This is this show is S.H.I.E.L.D., and I feel like, what is S.H.I.E.L.D. without Hydra to some degree, you know? 
Shield is uh, Hydra sorry. is the is the opposite side of the coin. It's like um, Earth having like a fear reaction instead of a open reaction to like powered people and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like you have to have you you can't have shield always just fighting super powered people cuz they're not super powered people you have to have like the opposite of shield which is hydra <laughs> i mean i don't know yeah. makes sense to me but i mean it's also the marvel universe so like they've got a they've got a pander to you know all of that and try to include somebody right anybody you know as much gravitonium as they're pulling together I really want to see Dr. Hall. I know. And I mean, it, it, it's obvious that Dr. Hall escaped that ship. Um, I, kept, I kept thinking that we know that Hale was on that ship at some point. And I just keep thinking that she, he's going to be one of her warriors. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that, that of, just makes sense. One of her... Um, oh, it looks like... Shit, I called it the other night been weeks since i talked about it the like thunderbolts the, or the thunderbolts that's yeah. the one i was like the bad avengers <laughs> yeah whatever she's putting together i think that hall uh or you know hall is going to be one of the one of her her people i don't know man like he's he's kind of got it's like you can't control me uh i mean that's how i would say that about uh all these people that are that are that that's she's. Fair. I mean, that's kind of a villain, just a villain way of acting. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think I think it's very possible that well, Hall is going to be the... coming up in this next episode, or, or or one of the coming episodes that's going to be revealed that he's part of this little team. Yeah, in the um, in the comics, Graviton was like a hugely powerful kind of villain, like took the whole Avengers team to bring him down. Yeah. Um. So that's why I mean, like. That's why I'm saying he couldn't. He's not like controllable by Hale. Like <laughs> that seems. I mean, silly. You, you just never know. Like he, she's Hale. She she probably has something. I mean, all of these yeah, people are more powerful. amount of leverage. All of these people are more powerful than Hale. They could all snap her neck, but it's like it, she has some sort of leverage against him. And like yeah. you know, who who knows? He has a a daughter or something, or who like there's all kinds of reason he could be working for Hale. Um. And that's just... You just go straight to daughter, don't you? Couldn't be a son. I don't know. I mean, it could be. I don't know. No, you went, you went for daughter. I don't know why, why that matters. <laughs> <laughs> it's because she has a daughter. Yeah. Um, or does she? I don't, I don't know who that girl Ooh. is. That's Ruby. Yeah, is she your daughter? That's what she says. Did she say that's that? That's what they say, yeah. I never, I never heard him say daughter. Maybe I'm just totally missing it, but I, I, I heard her. They acted like mother and daughter, didn't? Uh, maybe they did. Maybe they did directly say it. I was wondering about that, and I didn't catch them say it. <laughs> well, she does say, "Mom, are you a good guy?" Oh yeah, that's right. In that first, that first episode, that first, uh, first interaction before we know who she is, who Ruby is. Yeah, yeah. Like she cut the arms off of Yo Yo. Not a good guy. Forget, forget all of that motherliness. Like she doesn't have a mother. How could she? <laughs> After doing something like that, ah oh, man. But that uh, that moves us a little closer to Yo Yo getting <laughs> robot arms. Yeah, I, it's still gonna be weird if she gets robot arms, but unless they move as quickly as she does, because I don't know. It's a that's a technological feat to have arms that move as quickly as Yo-Yo moves. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's something that you patent and sell to the world. (laughs) Because at that point, if you have something that can move that quickly, like shipping costs for stuff go way down. (laughs) Um, so what other characters? So the biggest one of the biggest arcs in this whole section of episodes has been. Coulson is uh, has a d- bit of a death wish, not a death wish. I guess he's just a death acceptance, but he is yeah. he is on a on a bit of a a tear where he's like accepted his death, and so he's just not. Uh, I don't know. He's not being careful. <laughs> yeah, he's not being as way. conservative with himself. Yeah, 
now. Um, there is also the big revelation that uh, Deke is the grandson of Fitz and Simmons. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Um, and, and, and a beautiful moment when he's able to provide hope to, mm. to, to, to Simmons when Fitz, uh, when Fitz has done such a horrible thing, but he's able to say, well, you know, I know for a fact what you thought of my grandfather. Yeah. Uh, you did, my mom you, always told me stories. This is not the end of, of how you'll feel about him. And that was yeah. a really beautiful moment. Um, oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hope yeah, then she throws up. As a really, <laughs> she just throws up in the hallway. That was great. <laughs> oh man, like talk about just breaking the the super serious like make me cry moment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this show has been making me cry for the past few episodes. Like, I had a uh, an epidemic in my house of ninjas cutting onions during episode one hundred. Oh yeah, that, that'll that'll happen, man. That'll happen during episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general, any show. <laughs> but it was like, it was a combination of Mike Peterson's uh, point of view <laughs> and the wedding ceremony. Like, all of it was just like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Oh it, my it, God, was a, it was a beautiful, a beautiful episode. Um, and, the, and, you know, I just thought, I, I thought it was pretty great the way they did such, such touching things with episode 100. You got to. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you know, we made it. <laughs> we made it to 100. What do we do? <laughs> Let's go big. Somebody's getting married. Somebody's getting married and is. somebody's dying. No, nobody died. Did they? Did they not? I don't think anyone died. We did We did find out huge things, though, so that's... Yeah. I mean, the fact, well, that, the fact that Deke is there. The whole show could have died. Uh, You mean the it cancellation? all... No, it could just all be in Coulson's head. That's true. That is true. The whole show could be a figment of Coulson's imagination. <laughs> so that's oh, man. That's a pretty big death right there. Yeah. Death of the show. <laughs> the show. <laughs> what if what if they've got two <coughs> endings for the for the season filmed and Oh yeah, they're like, supposed if they, to end if that. they don't get renewed then it's all just Coulson in a fever dream. The, but yeah. if they do get renewed it keeps going. Everyone keeps talking about, um, you know, there being connectivity, and I'm I'm really hopeful uh, that there will be connectivity coming because uh, the fact that that last year I'm I'm hopeful for connectivity because the fact that last year the ABC wanted to cancel the show and Marvel would not let them makes me feel like they've got something up their sleeve. Uh, for connectivity purposes, especially with the fact that Infinity War is happening now, and now they're saying it's okay to cancel it. I feel like maybe this they're going to have a one final great tie-in, um, but I, I'm just I'm that's that that may be just me being hopeful, um, and it yeah. definitely is me being hopeful. But I'm hope I'm I'm hopeful that I'm not totally crazy with that. I've assessment. seen some recent articles saying that uh, the Coulson <clears throat> alive versus dead arc. Uh, thread or whatever will be tied up nicely uh, in Avengers Infinity War. I hope so. I hope so. I hope they. I hope he shows up. Um, and I, there's so many cool little just quippy ways they could do that. Um, I'd I'd love if he showed up and didn't explain his return at all, and he's just like, well, so he died too, and so did he. <laughs> like, just point out other people that have also died and and are still around. Don't right. worry about it. It's a crazy time. <laughs> it's, it's the Marvel Universe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Crazier shit has happened. Yeah. We got a, a a bit part or cameo from the... <laughs> the <laughs> what was it called? Crap. No idea. Uh, it was a Michael J. Fox movie. Uh, with the ghosts. With the ghosts. Um, I know who you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Frighteners. Was it the Frighteners? Yeah, it was the Frighteners. Okay, so we got we got a cameo from the villain ghost from the Frighteners in Agents of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't really know what you're talking about. The, the guy that uh, was Mac's old schoolmate. Oh, is that the villain ghost from Frighteners? Yeah. That's funny. 
Uh, I loved that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. It was a lot of fun. It's a, but yeah, it's this fun, guy like, apparently has been silly like, but serious movie. I, lo- I love a good movie that can strike a tone. I mean, it's the Mar- It's kind of the Marvel model of striking a tone of like super serious moments and super comedic moments, and kind of having yeah. them live side by side. Someone was uh, I was listening to another podcast. Again. I believe it was the Small Beans podcast, um, and they were talking about the Mummy movies and uh, and okay. how and how good the Mummy movies were. And, uh, like the Brendan Fraser ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were they were talking. They they went back and watched the first one, and uh, and and the guy the the guy was like, "It's just what it is. It's the Marvel tone before the Marvel tone was a thing. Like it's that <laughs> it's very similar to the Marvel thing. It's got really comedic moments, but never like, but never so comedic that it breaks the seriousness of the situation. You know." Um, and that's yeah. a, that's a really cool and really awesome tone to walk because it just it maximizes entertainment value in a way that's like it can be so funny and so heartfelt at the same time, and that's and that and and I thought that was interesting of them to say is like this is the Marvel tone like 15 years before Marvel was doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that because uh, the remembering the first Mummy movie fondly, um, mm-hmm. it felt that way. Uh, oh yeah, it felt like they tried to go a little bit too hard into that uh, in the second one, and it didn't quite <laughs> bite, right. bite your tongue. The second one's awesome. Um, I did not say that I didn't enjoy the second I'm one. Just it just didn't play as well. I do love the second one. Um, I the, and and I think the third one was okay, but they got rid of Rachel Weiss, and that's a big problem for me. <laughs> it's a big problem for me. She was great. She was really great in the first two. You um, took Evelyn out, and uh, I'm gone too. Yeah, I never saw the third one. Um, I did just because I, I was a big fan of those movies um, when they were coming out, and I saw the third one, and, and it, you know it was fine. I, I don't remember it as well as I remember the other two, but uh, it was fine. But the uh, they did they got they just straight up replaced the actress who played uh, Evie or whatever, and uh, yeah, it was sad. It was no good. Huh. Uh, Rachel That's Weiss is like so my weird. hero. That's, hmm, why would you do that? She was so good. She's so good and so pretty. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, distracted. Uh, let's let's get back to Shield. Um, <laughs> uh, robots, robots everywhere. Robot arms for Yo-Yo. Uh, oh, big, big, big final moment of this last episode uh, was this hail, hail is Hydra, um, which we discussed. But she's also. <laughs> Uh, she's also the, um, she's part of the, what is Confederacy, or she wants to get a seat at the table in the Confederacy, which the, yeah. we know from a previous episode, the Confederacy of, um, Cassius's father. father's Confederacy wanted to te- attack and defeat Earth, or own Earth, or whatever. They wanted yeah. to, to take over Earth. Conquer. So... If Cassius's father wanted to conquer Earth, um, I'm guessing this is somehow a Hydra play to get, as she said, a seat at the table that after the Earth is conquered, they'll still have some sort of control. Um, yeah, I guess like that, she'd be the one in power. Then that's the thing. It's like just like um, you know, you see the writing. Uh, you see, you see, the Earth is going to be destroyed. Shield's reaction is, "No, it's not. We're going to do everything we can in our power to stop it." And Hydra's reaction is, okay, well, how can we get in with the new bosses? <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're <laughs> collaborators of the worst kind. And so they're helping, helping bring about the Confederacy on Earth. So that's all kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that makes sense. It's what the Kree were all about is, you know, take over an area and put a leader in place. And that becomes an outpost against the Skrulls. Hmm. <clears throat> oh man, I cannot wait. I, I I know we're not. This is not a news episode, but let me just say we'll talk about it on our news episode tomorrow. But uh, are I'm, we talking about Phil Coulson's going to be in another movie? Yeah, Phil Coulson's going to be back in the c- cinema. Uh, yeah. Phil Coulson is officially been announced for uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. So we're getting like Phil a, Coulson in the nineties. Gonna get like a so twenty good. twenty something year younger Coulson. That's yes. just awesome. <laughs> I'm all about it. 
That's so super great. About it. I really hope they do the de-aging technology. I hope they go all out. I hope he's Coulson in the most Coulson-y way. Uh, we got some feedback about it, too, but I just, yeah, I just I love it. I bet he has looked that way all of his life. Yeah. So, that, like, you de-age him and he just looks the same. There are some older, uh, early shots of him and, and other stuff, and he and he has looked like that for quite a while. I mean, <laughs> Iron Man was 10 years ago, and he looks pretty similar. Yeah, he hasn't aged at all mm. in 10 whole years. He has not aged at all. Not much, not much. Uh, well, hey, let's, see, let's dive into some feedback about S.H.I.E.L.D. and see what everybody's saying. Alrighty, let's see what we got. Alright, so Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 11, at the end of the episode, the villain said she's putting together a team. Do you think it's the Wrecking Crew? Uh, I do not think it's the Wrecking Crew. I believe that it is going to be the Thunderbolts. I don't think they will ever say a name, so we can assume they are whoever you feel they are. Yeah. <laughs> It's a government-instituted agency of bad guys. I feel like, I don't it's know. It's got to be Thunderbolts. I don't know. It's probably the Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> I really just don't think they're ever going to give them a name. Um, and I haven't, I don't know, I have enough comics knowledge to know all the different forms of teams they've had over the years of different villain teams. Um, but it's, it, you say it's a government-sanctioned team, but it's, it's a, it sounds like it's more of a Hydra team. Than anything else, so yeah. Although Hale Hale seems to be part of the government, she's also Hydra. So who knows if 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 the the team she's putting together is even sanctioned by the government? Hold up, are you saying Hale Hydra? <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Hale Hydra. <sighs> um. <laughs> I make bad jokes sometimes. Shay Foley said to us on Facebook, just listen to your season five episode 11 Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, and I just wanted to point out that you guys totally suggested turning Yo-Yo into Meek. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> oh, that's right. Hey, uh, I, I, I don't see why that's a problem. Um, maybe this, <laughs> we're, we're always talking about tie-ins with the, with the cinematic universe. Um, and maybe, oh, maybe, maybe Yo-Yo is Meek. <laughs> Meek, you're alive. Meek, Meek, you're alive. You're a small, small, you're a small South American woman. <laughs> you small South American woman from Colombia. <laughs> oh, that's great. <clears throat> okay, all right. Well, I had, I had in my mind, I had katanas on her, on her arms. Yeah, instead diff- of like different kind of swords, the big, but... thick, fat swords that Meek has. I see what Shay's saying. <laughs> yeah, we no, did kind of I mean, turn her into Meek. Uh, tracks. Tracks. <laughs> okay. So Christopher J. Allen said, said to us on Facebook, I love the shocked look on Deke's face when he realized who his grandmother is slash was. Also love the sweater comment. All grandpas wear sweaters. Duh. I, I mean, it's that classic Marty McFly moment when you realize the hot girl you've been hanging out with is, oh. is not only... <laughs> Is, is your is your is your relative? <laughs> I don't think he went there though. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying he. I'm not saying he was after. Her. She's obviously a taken woman, but she's an attractive woman of his age. Yeah. He looks over. He's like, "Hey, that's a that Simmons is cute. If she were single, maybe I'd I'd think she was cuter than than that." <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly, I think maybe she'd be a little bit cuter than I suddenly, already do. Suddenly, she's his grandmother. <laughs> It happens, you know, time travel. Yeah. He's got Calvin Klein written all over his underwear. Who's Calvin Klein? Why are you wearing his underwear? <sighs> oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> God, the whole... That phrase, suddenly she's his grandmother. I just, I don't think that I've ever expected to hear that. <laughs> just, <laughs> ever said to me Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 100 love this episode so much tied back or tied in back to episode 1 callbacks to so many great moments the wedding if the whole series ended with the scene with Mike at the Rift Deke being their son slash grandson still not clear all the feels if the series ended now obviously I'd still have questions but wow yeah it was a really wonderful uh, they, they 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 did a great thing with episode 100. Yeah, they did. So much better than anything else that I've seen that's had an episode 100. 
I don't know that that's, that's, that's accurate. I haven't like yeah, paid I'm, attention to the episode count. Yeah, me neither. Just a oh, well. just a weird thing to say. Yeah, sorry. I you know, <laughs> I'm just I'm just ornery. Stephanie Wright said to us, "OMG, they finally got married. Now they are legally Fitzsimmons." And it was funny when they mentioned Gemma hyphenating her last name, but switching it. Like, seriously, you two? You guys have been Fitzsimmons, no hyphen, since episode one, to the point that the audience thought you were one person. Mm-hmm. And they revealed that Deke is their grandson was so good. Deke and Leo clashing like old man and young whippersnapper, and them standing the same way with their hands on their hips and no one noticing. And then when Deke realized himself, and knowing he can't say anything, least or lest he not exist, <laughs> back to the future style... Old school pictures of Mac Hammer and Colson saying to Mac, you can't touch this, was funny. But I love the long-lost family connections in this episode the most. Oh, and nifty to see the kid from Unbreakable in this episode as a bad guy. I was waiting for Bruce Willis to come out in his rain slicker to save the day. Wait, was Haley Joe Osment in this episode? It wasn't Haley Joe Osment, was it? No. Oh, she's talking about... Uh, I totally see why she would think that. I totally do. But that was not Haley Joe Osment. Um... She's talking about Strucker. Yeah. He totally looks like Haley Joe Osmond. Isn't that Haley Joe? Or was this? Am I totally wrong? Is that not Haley Joe Osmond in, uh, in that movie? Oh, is it? It's not. I'm thinking of Sixth Sense. I don't remember who the kid was in Unbreakable. She's probably right. Um, looking it up right now. Yeah, totally. That, that, you're probably right. I'm, I was totally thinking of Haley Joe Osmond. In, uh, Spencer Treat Clark. Sense. No, it's that guy. It is. It's him. Huh. That's cool. I don't remember what he looks like in that movie. <laughs> I just totally in my brain replaced him with Haley Joe Osmond because, you know, <laughs> different Bruce Willis movie. Yeah, in the sa- in very Willis same time period. Child. Uh, oh, also, it's a it's a different Bruce Willis movie directed by M Night Shyamalan. Hammer. I like that we both have funny names for him. Shyamalan, Ding Dong. That's where I was going with it. Where you? All yeah. right. Um, <laughs> Stephanie goes on to say, "So who's spending thirty hours in the movie theater next month? I'll bring the snacks." Nope. I really nope. would love to rewatch all the movies before Infinity War. Yeah, I would love to rewatch all of the movies in my own time. I would love to do that. Um, I can't. I can't imagine. I just, I, I can't imagine enjoying a thirty-hour uh, binge of the movies. As like, I feel like if I were a younger man, I would. That's totally a thing I would do. But as the, I enjoy the, the content, but not as much as I enjoy sleep. <laughs> the old man that I am, I just well, I, especially I know there's I know there's theaters doing it. They're doing like a, a marathon leading up to the release of Infinity War, and that is the dumbest thing because I definitely don't want to <laughs> have have been sitting in a theater for thirty hours and then watch Infinity War. Yeah, like I'll just be all grumpy. By the time Infinity War comes up. Yeah, so I appreciate the invite, Stephanie, but uh, maybe we could all like just get together and watch them like 30 different days or whatever. <laughs> 18, oh, man. Are there 18 movies now? Uh, no. No, I don't remember how many. I know it was 18 recently. I don't remember no, how many. No, yeah, it's 18. It, this one's going to be number 19. The, okay. Really? It's, it's weird they couldn't make it to 20. You know, it just seems <laughs> like 20 would be a nice round number for... Uh, <laughs> yeah, to- well, 18 films yeah. so far. That's insane. It really is. I just keep thinking about it. And like <sighs> a few years ago when I realized, oh my goodness, they have now made more interconnected films than anyone has ever done. Like you could, yep. you could maybe say, uh, I don't know how many 007 movies there are, but it's, it's getting close to the same number as 007. Uh, 25. 25. Okay. Uh, but even those, those are not... But they're not all connected. Those are not all connected. They're not the same universe. They're definitely not the same actors, obviously. Um, but they seem to do little sort of reboots, uh, soft reboots all the time. Um, Actually, no, they're at 24. 25 is coming out next year. Right. So so, so I, I can't think of another series that even gets close to that. Mm, how many did Star Trek have? Star Trek has 13 right now. No, 11 right now. Okay. Yeah, that's um, wow. Maybe maybe it's thirteen. I can't remember if it's eleven or thirteen. Two thousand nine was eleven, so they've done two since. Yeah, yeah, it's it's thirteen now. 
but he, but and then they Star Trek is still winning for number of hours on on their on their universe just because they have so many TV shows. Uh, right, but right. Not, but not by much. Like uh, Star Trek has them by a few by by a few seasons, but uh, I don't know. I need to like sit down and uh, actually, you know, what am I talking about? Uh, I'm just going to type <laughs> in MCU how many hours and see what it says. And then Star Trek how many hours? It looks like the entire MCU right now is seven days, fourteen hours, and twenty nine minutes. Well, that's as of November third. Yes, um, and so we've had we've had a few major things released since then. So it's probably up to eight about eight days right now. Um, and I'm just trusting the internet. We could do our own thing, but yeah, why would we do that? Because I'm tr- I'm <laughs> trusting these random internet people, freaking redditors. Um, <laughs> uh, how long is the complete Star Trek franchise marathon? Um, apparently, oh gosh, twenty three straight days. This is twenty three days. I haven't found yep. it yet. Wow. Yeah, that's 23 straight days, 556 hours to watch all of the television episodes and movies in the entire Star Trek franchise as they were aired on television or released in the theaters. This does not include director's cuts, added scenes, remastered episodes, etc. Right, they've done more movies. They've got not even, they're not, they're not near the TV shows yet, but they've got so many concurrently running TV shows that they're catching them at an alarming rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Like Star Trek is now back on the air, which is really cool. Uh, but they did like 13 hours this year and yeah. that that's just Jessica Jones. And then they're going to do another Netflix series and they've done 22 episodes of, um, of, of, uh, Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield, not to mention Runaways and Cloak and Dagger, and <laughs> it's gonna get crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm excited about the day they pass. I should, we should do like a celebration the day they pass Star Trek. Um, <laughs> just like work it out to the minute, and then it'd be amazing if someone like really worked that out and then slipped in a Star Trek joke at that exact moment. Oh man, that would be that'd be funny. That'd be really good. Okay, what else? It we seems got? like too much work though. It doesn't make that much work. No, it's too much. Uh, John Andrew Smitten said to us, uh, looks like in a Facebook message, someone probably said this already, but you missed a little bit of sweet, deep continuity in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 11. Noah mentions a few interesting events happening on Earth before saying the beacon. Uh, these were FBI agent deleting files, a la Punisher, or maybe a Trump reference, as Guardian on Earth a la Thor. Um, uh, This might be AKA. Anyway, uh, I'm not sure how this fits in with the MCU timeline, so these may sound anachronistic, but they were left ambiguous enough for this wild speculation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I Um, mean, I figured the Asgardian on Earth would be Thor. Right. Yeah, I did too. Because, you know, those people, those those girls were like, can we get a selfie with you? Yeah, or or it could be... Uh, it could be the more recent Loki situation. Yeah, yeah. Loki could showed up on Earth anything. too. Uh, and and, and uh, oh gosh, what's his name? <laughs> Who said that in the episode? And who's Noah? I'm, I'm, Noah I'm was the uh, sentient Chromacom. Oh right, right, right. It could it could for that matter be uh, Odin, who has been living on Earth for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? <laughs> No one knows. As much as I've I've enjoyed the Thor movies, uh, but let me just say, the Thor movies are the most inconsistent when it comes to like the continuity. Like the end of Thor one, he destroys the Rainbow Bridge, and there's this moment where you're like, "Oh, he's gonna be away from his lady forever because the Rainbow Bridge is destroyed." Like that's a big deal. He can't get back to Earth. And then yeah. the next time you see him, he's just on Earth. Well, he there was a conversation like directly after that. Oh, I know. How much dark energy did Odin have to con or did Odin have to summon to conjure you here? Oh, I know. But the point is, it's like what, I don't know. It's just like the least when a, when a movie ends with like a big moment like that, you expect those 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 um, 
consequences to last. <laughs> and and the, yeah. and the the Thor and the, and the same thing with the Thor two to Thor three. It's like Thor two ends with you know Loki on the throne, and you're like. Loki's on the throne. That's going to be bad for everyone. And then it's like a throwaway joke in the next movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm I'm not really complaining. I love all. Th- I I really like. Uh, I like the first one and third one a lot, and the second one's not horrible. Um, bad, <laughs> horrible bad guy. Uh, good development between the main characters. Uh, Loki and Thor have interesting stuff to do, but the, the bad guy, especially, I was so excited because it was another Doctor Who. Yeah, another Doctor Who that I love, and he's just in in a mask the whole time where you can't see his acting, just really bad. Yeah, and that was unfortunate. Okay, because like that, that that character could have been really, really, really good. Yeah, if you'd made if 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 Thor two had been a good villain, then that would have been a good movie. There's really not a lot of wrong with Thor two, but the villain is like one of the worst, <laughs> and and it sucks because it's such a good actor. I, I love Chris Eccleston so much, um, and we know how good of villains Thor, uh, Doctor Who's can make. Yeah, I mean he was basically a shitty Zod. Yeah, he was. Uh, Trent said to us on Twitter, Mobile Morris says, "Add into you guys. Hey guys, just catching your podcast about a hashtag iOS episode eleven. I just watched it today. I'm very confused about Yo-Yo as well. I think Ruby is an inhuman. What do you think? I think she is inhumane. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I hadn't Uh, even thought about where she gets her power from. What power? Like, we don't even know that she has a power other than, like... Eh, She was able to cut Yo-Yo's arms off when Yo-Yo's running full speed. So that seems like she's... She's she's definitely got some sort of superhuman reflexes or something. Um, She's got at least a skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, they could they could get away with that at this point, but she seems to have some sort of super ability. Yeah, I'd like them to delve into that a little more and give us a little more as far as like what it is that she actually can do, rather than just right manipulating people a little bit. She looks imposing, and she cut Yo-Yo's arms off. Like that's what she does. Yeah, that's so her far. power. That's that's it. That's all we know. Um, yeah, and she's going to get cybernetic that, arms, and she's going to cut those off too. Right. The fact that she cut Yo-Yo's arms off is a big deal, and it's like, all right, because you see that team. I mean, Quake, Yo-Yo, Mac, all of them, and you you see a person walk in in that kind of badass suit she wears, and you're just like, oh, I'm not really worried about them. <laughs> like, I'm not really worried about our team. Uh, but to have the have her cut off Yo-Yo's arm was a really good way to give her. Uh, some more weight. Yeah, some weight. So, put some heft behind this little girl. <clears throat> and uh Like Yo-Yo's arms got cut off and replaced in the comics. So, like I I I had forgotten about that. So, I didn't expect it. And like when it hit, I was like, "What the what? Hold on. Wait a minute." Yeah, totally. Okay. Totally wasn't expecting it that soon. I I honestly thought that was like torture that happened to her under Cassius. Like, I had no idea that, you know, yeah, it was something that was going to happen like so immediately. So that was that was pretty crazy. Maybe maybe in the flash back forward, she had sleeves covering her arms and gloves on or something to where it covered that. I need to go back and watch that just to be sure. Maybe they, uh, maybe they held that consistency. Oh, I got you. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. She true. had arms. She actually freaking had arms. And I've seen pictures coming up uh, of her robot arms. Okay, they look pretty cool. They look pretty killer. Pretty excited about robot arms. We got. Yep. We can't have enough robot arms on this show. It's that kind of show. <laughs> Well, we might be about to lose Coulson, so we got to have somebody else with robot <laughs> yeah, arms. That's why. That's why they did it. We got to have that robot arm quota <laughs> met. Uh, Mark and Margo said to us on Twitter, "I didn't see that. Sorry, at Agents of Shield, it needs to be Gemma Fitzsimmons and Leopold Fitzsimmons, full circle." <laughs> I think maybe Mark is taking the joke that they called Simmons Fitz uh, too seriously. Maybe. I think, that's, I think that's what he's saying. 
I think they get it. <laughs> and I mean, they, they got it in character. Yeah, the were two like, characters were... Oh, yeah, it should be Simmons Fitz. Said oh, that, yeah, rolls right off the tongue. Said that with a wink. That was real, <laughs> that was real cute. At uh, 084 said to us on Twitter, what a heartbreaking episode, but also one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s best. It really makes a case for renewal. That said, I'm not too impressed by another return of Hydra, but at this point, I trust the writers to do it right. Yeah, agreed on all points. Uh, I yeah, I'm, I'm really don't care about Hydra at all at this point, but uh, but yeah, it's at least a different like I it's Hydra working for these working with this Confederacy, so that makes me think uh, this this could be interesting. I'm more interested in the Confederacy than I am Hydra. Yeah, like Hydra, <laughs> whatever. But who are they working with? Yeah, Cassius's father sounds like a bad man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Oh wait, four also said the odium is part of Cassius's family's tradition, and yet now it appears to also be a Hydra thing as well. Hydra's ancient ancient origins as inhuman worshippers could have something to do with it, if there's a Greek connection here. Uh, I, th- I we, think we kind of built that already. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about this. I think I think that oh eight four might be missing the uh just be missing the fact that in that one episode Cassius mentions his father's confederacy and in this episode that guy mentions he's from a confederacy. So I think it's just that his father's confederacy that's that's a tradition and now it's not a Hydra thing, it's the confederacy thing and they're passing it down to Ms. Hale there. So silly that yeah. her name is Hale. <laughs> I can't say it without laughing now. Now that it's it's, on the now nose. that she's Hydra, and like, how did we not know? How did we not know? <laughs> Dev said to us on Twitter at MCU Cast, couldn't Fitz have just made a new remote control for Daisy? That seems like an easier way to go. Oof, that scene was brutal. Uh, possibly. We don't know the science behind it, but yeah, that's a, is is a possible ability. Yeah, I don't know what, what kind of frequency is that on. You can't figure that out. Yeah, it, well, I mean, you know, it could <laughs> it could have like literal hundreds of the year in the future's encryption that he couldn't crack. <laughs> um, hundreds Maybe. of years and alien technology encryption. <laughs> I can't read Cree. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't program surely, in symbols. Surely they can program in Cree by now. <laughs> I don't know, man. It seems like a pretty complex language. We saw a hail standing in front of it, and it was just like, what even is all of that? It's like, is that graffiti? Mm-hmm. Who graffitis their own ship? Where <laughs> is she? Where was she? No idea. She's in... You know. Where was she? Son, in like a 1980s, um, I don't know, villain planning room. <laughs> yeah. 1980s villain planning room uh, inside of an arcade. She was like in a music video version of reality. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's like, hold on, I gotta go talk to the superiors. Like, walk Just like to a movie set. See Missy Elliott in a big suit dancing in the background. <laughs> what? <laughs> Alright, we gotta end this. Yeah. You're talking about Missy Elliott in the background dancing. <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, and you are the listeners. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> reach us out to us. Find us at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com, slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or uh, call us and leave us a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. Um, if you would like to check out a new podcast from yours truly, um, I have a new podcast called the Matthew Carroll Podcast, and it's only been up for a few weeks. It's brand new on iTunes, so the more listeners we get right now, the more opportunity we have to get bumped up in some like, uh, you know, new and notable type of situations. So if you can, just to do me a favor, go and uh, subscribe and download all the episodes. Um, I think we're at like four episodes now, so check it out. We're talking about my new album and uh, with my buddy Spencer. So that's fun. Uh, but yeah, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hey, uh, we need to talk about that ad thing that we yeah, talked we about. <laughs> yeah, uh, go, go go ahead. Break that down for everybody. All right. So currently out on Stitcher Premium, there is a podcast called Wolverine the Long Night. It is Marvel's first foray into uh, serial episodic podcasting uh, where they have a show that's you know already written and voice acted by actual actors. Yeah. And 
I've listened to the first three episodes so far, and it's actually really good. Like, I'm really seriously interested in this show. Um, so far, they've got three episodes out. They come out on Mondays. Uh, Stitcher Premium normally costs $5 a month, uh, but with a unique promo code from us, the code CINEMATIC, you can get an extended free trial for one full month of free Stitcher Premium to listen to the podcast with, and, you know, other podcasts from Premium. But so where do they have to go? You go to uh, stitcher.com slash premium and enter the code CINEMATIC, cinematic. when you signing up. That's the important part. Uh, and yeah, if you... If you like podcasts, which you're listening to this, you obviously like podcasts. Um, it is uh, it, Stitcher Premium is pretty cool. A lot of the shows you probably already listened to come ad free on Stitcher uh, when you have Stitcher Premium, and a bunch of shows you don't even have access to right now start showing up on Stitcher Premium. I I have Stitcher Premium. Uh, I've had it for about a year, and I, I really like it. Um, but right now, it really supports the show if you dig it and keep it. Um, we get we get a little kickback from them, so that's pretty badass. And it's only like thirty dollars a year, so it's really an inexpensive to have access to a bunch of podcasts. You think about thirty dollars and how much time you save yourself, uh, not even listen, having to listen to a bunch of ads on your shows, um, and <laughs> especially as many ads as we put up. Oh uh, well, well, unfortunately, we're not part of Citra <laughs> Premium, so uh, you'll still have to listen to our ads, but. <laughs> <laughs> Only one ad yeah. at the beginning of the show. All the rest are at the end. Just, just bail. Um, <laughs> just bail. <laughs> just bail. Um, oh man! All right, guys. But yeah, so check it out. Uh, StitcherPremium.com slash no Stitcher.com slash premium. Sorry, the yeah. code is cinematic. Stitcher.com slash premium. Cinematic is the code. Got it. A little bit about the show. Uh, it's. Listed as following a string of mysterious deaths in Burns, Alaska, special agents Sally Pierce and Tad Marshall arrive to investigate. They soon find there's more going on than meets the eye. And it's generally told from their perspective, uh, they're kind of following in the footsteps behind Logan trying to find him. And it's it's really intriguing. Um, It stars Celia Keenan-Bolger as Sally Pierce. Otto Essendo as Tad Marshall, and Richard Armitage as Wolverine. And Richard Armitage is big in that he was Thor and Oakenshield in the Hobbit movies. Yeah. So it's like and actual good vocal talent and uh, good good people. Uh, and, yeah, and, and their, Mar- their sound work is incredible. I love, I love the idea that uh, Marvel is getting into storytelling in the podcast form just because uh, storytelling in a podcast form is something I love. And I love being able to like, it's it's like having an audio book or an audio play, even better, you know, that you can just like listen to uh, week to week or whatever. I, I think it's a really cool idea. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the uh, the release of like the radio release rather of the War of the Worlds, right? And I mean, there's there's other podcasts that do this, but the fact that Marvel itself is getting into it makes me think uh, that. It's it's kind of turning a corner where a company like Marvel's like maybe we should get into that you know yeah um, that's that's yeah. a cool thing it's a really cool thing so yeah please check it out and support it supports our show if you check it out and like it and keep it uh, the premium and it is really cool just if you like podcasts in general Stitcher Premium is pretty cool so Stitcher dot com slash premium code is cinematic. cinematic all right guys we'll be back with you next week. Uh, or actually tomorrow with news and feedback, I believe. So uh, thanks so much. Have a good one. Until next time, true believers. (laughs) 